Hi guys, and welcome back to episode 2 of The Spotless Mind. So, with the new year approaching, we are all doing stuff to reflect on this past year, whether that's vision boards, self-reflection, going to the gym to look better, but all these things are to put our focus into a visual representation of what we want to grow in 2023. So for this episode, I wanted to discuss Journaling 101. I think with December coming to an end, the first month of the new year, a good practice that we can bring into the new year is journaling. But, you know, I get it. Journaling seems boring, a task you have to work at every day. You might not have the attention span for it, or you don't even know where to start. That is why, for this episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about how I journal, things that I've learned, and just the benefits of journaling that I've discovered for the past couple years. So I started my journaling journey in 2021. So right now I have about three journals. It's kind of crazy for me, at least, to have all these journals because... I like to read them whenever I'm going through difficult situations just to know how my past self has dealt with things. I'm not sure if anyone else has this problem, but I kind of have this thing that I like to call trauma brain. And it basically means like situations that happen, my brain will automatically forget it immediately. So if it doesn't benefit me, as a defense mechanism my brain will just like erase it whether that's like bad situations with friends situations where I'm mistreated by other people um just small things and it's been a problem where a lot of times like I wouldn't remember things and people would be like wait didn't this happen and I'm like huh so (laughs) I started journaling as a way for not only to write down my feelings but to also write down about my life so I can reflect the good and the bad. I think reflecting on yourself is such a powerful thing, especially if it's written in your own words, because you can just see how much you've grown through one year to the next. I think that, you know, as a society, we kind of try to distract ourselves a lot or detach ourselves from the real world or our own personal problems. And we do this in the way that we look at our phones or we watch TikToks or we're on Instagram and that's dissociating and disconnecting from the world. When we come back to ourselves and we kind of take that time to sit alone with our own thoughts, I think this is such a positive thing to do some self-reflection and to also listen to ourselves and not try to distract ourselves from our own thoughts and emotions. I know like sometimes it's a little unbearable and it's easier to go on your phone and distract yourself or go out with friends and distract yourself. But coming from someone who used to do that all the time, it actually made it worse for me. I wasn't able to understand my own emotions. I wasn't able to sit with myself. I used to get anxiety if I was sitting alone with my thoughts for too long because I didn't know how to regulate it and I didn't know how to listen to myself and trust my own thoughts and decisions. I would have to call my friends when things happen and just vent. And I think that comes from also social media too. We're in such a venting culture that we have to make everything a little bit public. 
or we have to call a friend and just talk about stuff instead of just sitting with it with ourselves and reflecting with ourselves. So that's a little reason why I think journaling is so important to just on a base level be able to sit with yourself and your emotions and also reflect on things that you've gone through. So I'm reading a book right now and it's called The Fundamentals of Hawaiian Mysticism and it's by Charlotte Burney and it kind of talks about like the Hawaiian culture, the old Hawaiian culture mindset of how there's this practice called Huna and I'm still learning. I'm only a couple pages in but there's, I'm going to read a little part of the book because this made me realize like why it's important to journal. So if you end up getting the book, I believe it's on page 51, and it's a summary. So it talks about that we have three selves, or minds, that make up each individual. So each person is made up of three different selves. The middle self is the conscious. It's the waking mind that analyzes and uses logic to guide behavior. The basic self governs the body and emotions. This holds the memories and has the mentality of a child or an adolescent, moving towards pleasure and away from pain. And then we have a higher self, and this higher self is a godlike part of self that inspires you and connects you with your higher purpose. The goals of Huna are communication, cooperation, and love among the three selves so that each may fulfill its role in an optimum way. These goals are facilitated by a dialogue between the selves and take places in a meditative state called the silence. I think in the future I'm going to talk a bit about what the silence means and I'm kind of grateful that I found this book recently because I did want to talk about silence further and this just also is like affirmation and why it's perfect to discuss but at least for this podcast I think knowing about the three selves is important you know the middle and the basic self is kind of a conversation that already happens every single day in the book it states that those are the two that kind of interact with each other all the time you have your logic and your emotions but the higher self is your higher purpose um this could be a spirit a guide or god and that's the voice that you hear inside your head when you have time to actually reach that point and reach that self that is only looking for the good for you. And when we journal, we kind of get into the state where we can try to reach our higher self and try to listen to our higher self because the higher self just wants the good for you. So when we take time to listen to that, then all the problems that we have, all these discussions that we have, all these questions that we have are answered and it's answered by your own self. And I think that's super powerful when you can start to see a good difference in your life and finally listen to your own emotions and yourself and make decisions for yourself. Another thing about journaling is that not only are we learning how to listen to ourselves, we're also learning to find patterns. And these patterns could be like, if we journal, we can see how much we talk negatively about ourselves or negatively about others and those emotions that we put down on the paper that energy we let out also affects our lives too so after you journal for a little bit you can see like wow I'm writing a lot of negative things what can I do to change my mindset or to change my life I also think 
it's important to look at patterns because you can't really see patterns when you're not looking at it directly on paper. For me, I, I journal a lot and I've noticed like one pattern that I had issues on every time I journaled was boundaries and boundaries with work, boundaries with people, boundaries with myself. And once I started reading journals from the past two years, I was like, wow, I would have never recognized this if I wasn't journaling every single day. So let's get into it. Let's discuss about how we can journal and ways we can journal. The one thing that I recommend when we start journaling is to actually get a journal that you like. Um, I know that kind of sounds stupid or kind of sounds like a waste of time, but honestly, once I started getting a journal that I liked and I actually have specific pens that I use for my journal and I've never used any other pen except for this one for the past two years, it made me feel more consistent and more prideful of my journal. I felt more connected to it. And I also felt like there's a little bit of an energy exchange of like gratitude since I found these journals or the first two journals I, were, I was gifted. And even then I found ownership and pride for them. And I wanted to always bring them around with me or always take good care of them. And I think that kind of reflects now that I think of it like taking care of myself because it, it is me. It, it's my identity. It's the stories that I hold, but all of these are for me. So the first step I think is to get a journal that you actually like, one that is easy to carry around, one that you feel comfortable to write in every day, and that will help you stay consistent. Another idea for journaling or a way to get started is to just not be hard on yourself. I feel like, you know, a lot of times I talk to people who want to start journaling, they say to me like, how do I stay consistent? What if I don't journal every day? It seems like it's very hard to journal every day. And the first step is asking forgiveness for yourself. It's for you. So when you have the energy to journal or you have the energy to sit with yourself, then journal. It doesn't have to be every day. If it's once a month, that's fine too. But for me, when I first started, it was once every three months and then it turned to once every one month. And then it turned to like almost three to four times a week. So once you get more consistent with it, it's like a habit. But you also have to seek forgiveness for yourself and not be so hard on yourself when you start journaling. If you skip a day, that's fine. If you skip for months, that's fine too. It's based on your own energy level. Journaling is so personal. It's time to sit with yourself and your own emotions. So if you don't have space to listen to other people when they talk to you and you don't have space to talk to yourself, then that's fine. You don't need to. When you're ready, do it. For me, what I made consistent was that whenever I had a thought that I couldn't get out of my head or I felt a certain way that I couldn't get out of my, like, any way that even if I vented to my friends, it's still stuck in my head, I always journaled. And with that, it made it consistent because it was like, oh, when I'm feeling this way, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to talk to myself. I'm going to figure it out. And it kind of helped me problem solve in those moments when things would come up. So that's building a healthy habit with journaling and with your own self. So some daily prompts that we can do when you're starting to journal. So once you get your journal, once you start 
do this every single day. First, write the date. I always think it's important to write the date because you want to see how much you've grown in a short amount of time or in, the, in a year or two. So always write the date. The second thing I do, I always write like I'm talking to myself. So I make sure that it's a conversation between me. Sometimes I write my name in it like, Sarah, you got this. Sarah, I'm so proud of you. Because sometimes you need to hear that. And even if it's coming from yourself, that mindset of gratitude towards yourself kind of changes your energy. So some daily prompts that I recommend is one, how am I feeling today? This is a good prompt to always start with because in that moment you can write about are you happy are you sad what are you dealing with what is on your heart the second thing that I like to write is what is one thing I enjoy doing today or want to do today I feel like writing this down kind of also promotes you to do that thing that's enjoyable or to see if your day was enjoyable you want to make your journal kind of like a positive energy book. You don't want to write too much negative. Or if you do write things negative, always write gratitude afterwards. After that, another daily prompt that I usually do is what is something I'm dealing with? So it could be your career, your personal life, your family. So once you start doing that every single day or like just try to do it every month. Once a month if you can. Or if every time you're feeling a certain way, like upset, write in your journal. Then you can see your growth and also build a habit. So to summarize this podcast for those who might not have time to listen to everything or just get straight to the point as a summary base, the best thing to do for a journal is write your name, write the date every single time you journal. Start with how do I feel today? Start with what did I do today? What would I like to see in the future? Also, if you want to do manifestations or goals, um, I definitely always include that after. If you're into tarot reading or horoscopes, I usually pull a card and write that in my journal. So those are the basic things that I do every single time that I journal. And once I get in the habit, it became easier for me just to journal whatever I wanted every single time. So don't forget... Journaling is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And to be kind to yourself. Thank you guys so much for listening to the episode two of Spotless Mind. I hope you have a good night or a good day. And I just want to say I love you guys. (laughs) Stay tuned for more. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Bye.